Greetings, listeners. Welcome to Hope and Healing, a podcast where we talk about health options for more care and better care in Indian country. So today we're going to talk about Medicaid and why it is so important to tribes and their citizens. Let's start by saying that some people confuse Medicaid with Medicare. They're both federal programs, but Medicare is a federal program that primarily provides health care options to individuals 65 or older, as well as people with certain disabilities. Medicaid is an entirely different program that provides health coverage to millions of Americans, including low-income adults, children, pregnant women, and elderly adults, as well as people with certain disabilities. Unlike Medicare, which is 100% funded by the federal government, Medicaid is administered by the states and is jointly funded by the states and the federal government. So Medicare and Medicaid are very different programs, but they provide health coverage for Americans, including Native Americans. Here's something else they share in common. When tribal citizens use Medicaid, it's not just good for them, it's also good for their community. That's because it provides additional funding that can be used for tribal health care programs to provide coverage of items or services not funded by Medicaid. As my friend and our podcast host, Levi Rickert, likes to say, Native people like to look beyond themselves and do what's right for their community. So let me actually introduce you formally to Levi. He's the co-host of the podcast and also the editor and publisher of Native News Online, which is a leading news outlet in Indian country. His co-host today is Kristen Bitsui. She's from the National Indian Health Board, which is a national nonprofit organization that provides a variety of healthcare-related services to tribes, area health boards, tribal organizations, federal agencies, and private foundations. Today, Levi and Kristen will be talking to Angie Wilson. Angie is the Tribal Health Director of the Reno Sparks Tribal Health Center. She also serves as a technical advisor to the Tribal Technical Advisory Group to CMS, and she represents the Phoenix area. Levi, Kristen, why don't you take it from here? Hey, Kristen, I was reading recently some notes and saw that more than 1 million American Indians and Alaska Natives are enrolled in coverage through Medicaid in the Children's Health Insurance Program, known as CHIP. And just to be clear, some states call their programs a little something different, like in Massachusetts, Mass Health, and then there's the Sooner Health, but healthcare, Sooner Care. What do tribal citizens need to know about these programs? Our tribal citizen need to know Medicaid and the Children's Health Insurance Program because this is a health insurance that is available for them. About one in five American Indians and Alaska Natives have health coverage through Medicaid and the Children's Health Insurance Program. And many are also eligible for coverage as a result of the Affordable Care Act. The Medicaid expansion is what they refer to as. And the one main thing that I guess our tribal citizens need to know about this program is that it serves as a critical source of care, not just for themselves, but also for their community. Well, why should uh, American Indians and Alaska Natives even care about Medicaid? So Medicaid brings revenue into the facility. And uh, this revenue brings in 
new providers. It also brings in additional services, maybe even equipment that needs to be needed in the facility as well, too. And the reason why we talk about enrolling into Medicaid or the Children's Health Insurance Program is so that they can have health care coverage that will be able to assist them when they go outside of their facility. So, for instance, if they get referred out for maybe MRI, sometimes there's no MRI machine at the facility so that then all of a sudden, they need some sort of health insurance coverage. And that's the reason why they need to care about Medicaid and the Children's Health Insurance Program. And let's talk about tribal leadership. Why should tribal leaders and council members care about Medicaid? For tribal leaders, being in leadership, you look over the whole community and you want your community being members to be healthy. We want our elders to live a healthy life as well as our children. We want them to succeed in school and for them to be successful, they need to be healthy. And our tribal leaders need to understand the importance of enrolling into Medicaid and as well as the Children's Health Insurance Program. Angie, how has Medicaid impacted your community? Well, you know, here in Nevada, um, Medicaid expanded in 2014. And this expanded expansion of Medicaid included a couple of things. It expanded the federal poverty level to 138%, which resulted in more and more people becoming eligible for Medicaid. And it also included childless adults. And for the first time, we've seen our men be able to gain access to Medicaid coverage, which was great. This is especially important for American Indian and Alaska Native population to have access to healthcare services outside of our tribal clinics. You know, with our tribal clinics, we do as much work as we can, but if there's referrals to specialty care and things like that, it's really important to have that additional coverage. If you have weekends that you end up in the ER or urgent care, you know, I really feel like sometimes our American Indian folks will not use services if they don't have any assistance to help pay for that. And so those things are difficult. I think Medicaid coverage uh, provides the ability to cover the cost of care. And so Medicaid really helps to relieve this barrier for our families. I think that we're the largest uh, tribal health clinic here in Nevada, and we see a really large urban Indian population here. I will say that also the reason why it's important on how it impacted our community is through COVID, COVID had a huge impact on us. And our Indian people had some of the highest hospitalization rates as compared to other ethnic populations. So we really needed to make sure that we assisted our patients in signing up for Medicaid, especially during the harder times of the COVID pandemic. One thing I will say is we do have patient benefit coordinators here at our clinic, and their full-time job is to assist our patients with enrolling folks and determining their eligibility, and we help them by filling out Medicaid applications or SNAP, which is the food stamp program, those applications, and we really serve as that patient's authorized representative to keep people enrolled easier and also making the process as painless as possible So that's really, really important. And I feel like Medicaid is really all about access to care. It helps us to sustain and expand the care within our tribal health clinics with our third-party revenue. And what this means is that tribal health clinics are able to build Medicaid and get reimbursed for the care that we provide here. 
So every month, our numbers grow in Medicaid approvals, and we do report this information to our health committees, to our tribal council. And, you know, just to go back to the last question is tribal leaders, you know, it's really important that we strive to meet the healthcare needs of our own tribal populations and the communities that we serve. And Medicaid is by far a key, key component to the success of our tribal healthcare delivery systems overall. And as tribal leaders, you know, sometimes we get faced with, you know, the situations of people not being able to get enough or, you know, we get denied in PRC because we don't have enough funding. This is where Medicaid is such a huge impact for folks in that role. We all know that purchase and referred care is underfunded and meeting the needs of our patients. And so oftentimes we have to stretch these funds. And the best way to do that, the most you know, impact to that is folks that are signed up with Medicaid, because Medicaid really does cover the majority of the cost of a PHC referral. So it helps us to be able to serve more people. And so that's where um, I really believe in Medicaid. I, I, I've seen the impact and feel it's such a huge, important issue. And and Indian country. And let me for that answer, uh, Angie. Talking about getting more access to care for children, how has CHIP affected the children? Sure. Well, you know, I can say right now here at this time, you know, we're seeing such a significant rise of RSV lately right here in this clinic and in our patient uh, community. Our children um, are presenting with serious symptoms and, and at times a hospitalization that's rising here in our county. Uh, CHIP helps to cover healthcare costs for our kids, and that definitely reduces the stress on our families. It provides coverage, resulting in better access to healthcare needs of our children. And, you know, I think we all believe that that's very critical for our young generations. Uh, we recently applied for the CMS Children's Health Insurance Program Grant, which we're very excited about. Um, and that would help to provide the funding for an additional patient benefit coordinator to work both on-site and in and coordinating community events to increase our outreach and to and assistance to our families um, in obtaining Medicaid coverage. So we're really excited about that. But I would say for our tribal clinic, and this is probably true for a lot of our tribal clinics across the nation, you know, we see our children in our tribal clinics. We have providers that uh, see them and we have a pediatric provider here Having uh, Medicaid coverage is a huge benefit, so we need to refer them out of the clinic. It also provides additional revenue coming in to help support programs that support our children and families here. I will tell you that I sit on the local county health steering committee, and in the most recent community health needs assessment outcomes, it was reported that our American Indian and Alaska Native women reported as the lowest ethnic population to access care within the first trimester of their pregnancy. That is alarming. So we work really hard to get our women in to see our patient benefit coordinators to get them signed up to be able to obtain OBGYN services. I see as a health administrator some of the bills that come through that for folks that do not have any coverage and it's in the thousands of dollars. And sometimes these OBGYN providers will demand that they pay a significant portion of the patient costs up front. And unfortunately, a lot of our folks do not have the resources to do that. So Medicaid is huge for not only our pregnant women, but for our children coming in. Yes, and uh, pregnancy care is so, just so important for the development of that child So, and the, the mother as well. How has Medicaid impacted your life personally? Do you have anyone close to you who relies on Medicaid? 
you know, actually, it, it affects my life on a daily basis. <laughs> As a health administrator or a director, I see a lot of the bills coming in. My the, One of the biggest issues for me is how to, you know, really create wonderful access to healthcare, you know, and so I see it on an everyday basis. So it really does make a difference when somebody qualifies for Medicaid versus when they do not have it. It really helps patients who do not have any additional resources to cover those costs. But I really feel that our Indian people are much more consistent with obtaining care when they know that they have coverage to support it. I really do feel like there are times when I see that people will go without because they don't want to access care. They don't want to worry about having medical bills outside of here, especially if they're not eligible for purchase and referred care. I work really close with these patients and I see how critical it is to their own lives and to their families. And I know that we're a resilient people, but it's really my goal that we live in the best health possible. And it doesn't have to be as hard as sometimes, you know, the process makes it. So in addition to that, we just say overall, it allows us to generate revenue for our programs, for our clinics, for the folks that we see. And so I'd say, you know, a lot of times we don't talk about this, but Indian Health Services is only funded at 49% of the need. So the only way to offset that disparity is through third-party revenue. And Medicaid is this by far the single highest payer of third-party revenue for our tribal clinics. So it's critical for us. So when I say that Medicaid and its impact, it impacts our ability to really serve this community. It impacts things like allowing us to have half of the staff that we have here our dentists, our providers, our x-ray technicians, because that revenue helps to generate keeping those people here and employed. I feel like sometimes people think that Indian Health Services just gives us all the money and we all wish that they could, but it's just not the reality. So we really depend on Medicaid coverage here to really work on, you know, what services could look like, you know, the potential of working on programs and uh, services that can be in the future, what we're seeing the needs are and how we can, you know, work with the state for additional coverage. So I really feel like that's been the impact of Medicaid here. I think the overall benefit is so significant, just being able to be innovative with planning the services. And, you know, it's always important to be welcoming the folks, knowing that our patients can come here, that we're helping them, that they feel comfortable to come to their own tribal clinic to sign up for Medicaid in a place that's culturally appropriate, especially when they're talking about things like income and uh, have questions, sometimes it's really important for us to do that. So that is what I would say my my response would be to that question. Does the state Medicaid agency regularly engage with your tribe? Yes, um, they do. I often joke in our tribal consultations that we have you know, one of the best relationships in all of the Western region and I will just say, you know, our patient benefit coordinators, they get our patients signed up for Medicaid and doing applications. But we have an agreement with the state that the state sends their workers out to every Nevada tribe once a week. And those Nevada workers will come in and take the applications that we've done and do automatic verification right then and there. So we know somebody is on Medicaid or they're denied from Medicaid either way. The same thing with the SNAP food stamp applications. Those state workers will come in. If they're eligible for SNAP, they will print their card right then and there, which makes it so much easier for the family to get access because this is happening every single week. 
I think that that in itself has been such a benefit. We have regular engagement. We have tribal liaisons with every division of Nevada Health and Human Services, specifically with the Department of Healthcare Finance and Policy, which is our state Medicaid program, and the Department of Welfare and Supportive Services. And, um, you know, here recently, we're very excited. The state plans to include the Nevada tribes in the presumptive eligibility criteria where we will become eligible to become being able to make the determination as somebody is Medicaid eligible for our pregnant women moving forward. So I really feel like we have an excellent relationship with the state on these issues. Very innovative, very supportive uh, across the board. Uh, what questions do you hear from your tribal citizens about Medicaid? So one of the questions that we do here in our programs are income that could be derived from Indian funds, whether that's about a cultural significance, Indian art, you know, arts and crafts, fishing, things like that. You know, is that income going to count against me? What about per capita or trust allotment payment? Those questions come in a lot. And I think sometimes our patients are reserved to ask those questions to the state, to a state representative. But when we work here at the tribal clinic, they know, oh, we understand what that means. And we can help a patient to determine what does count or what does not count. There is Indian income that a lot of us receive that is not considered for the purposes of income to become Medicaid eligible. And so that's really important that folks know that the best place to go to have those answers to your questions are really with your patient benefit coordinators or your staff there that are helping you to enroll at your tribal clinics to answer that question. One of the additional questions that we get is what happens if I had a healthcare event that happened before I got Medicaid coverage. So how do I get that bill paid for? Is there any option there? So in certain states, state Medicaid programs will allow you to go back retroactive all the way back 90 days. So you have to show your income for those 90 days to make sure that you're eligible, but it will help if you've been to the ER, urgent care, or even if you've come to your tribal clinic to get services anytime in that 90-day period prior to when you're coming in to apply for Medicaid. And our patient benefit coordinators can help to assist with that if that's the case as well. And that Medicaid coverage would then go all the way back to 90 days moving forward. Do you know that your region has a Native American contact assigned to answer questions and respond to concerns regarding CMS programs? Have you been in touch with them? Yes. Our Native American contact is Cindy Lamesh with Region 9 out of San Francisco. They've been outstanding, especially when we've had questions about new designations like the Tribal Medicaid Federally Qualified Health Center or if we have questions on state plan amendments or proposed 1115 demonstration waivers, they have been excellent at working with us in issues that come up or questions that come up, or it would it be allowable if we have questions in regards to Medicare and Medicaid, they've been very you know, helpful. I think the other is they've also been very inclusive of us to be able to be a part of trainings, to be able to help our staff get trained. They've really put such a great effort into that in the last, you know, I would say, you know, at least the last seven years, it's been outstanding. 
uh, the work that's happened there. So we've utilized them from time to time. They're always available. Get right back to us. So I would encourage any of our programs out there, if you do not know who your Native American contact is with CMS in your region, there's information that you can find online and would really encourage you to reach out to them. They're a great help. Before we wrap up, I want to remind listeners that we are now in the period for open enrollment for the marketplace and that open enrollment for Medicare has closed. Let me share some important information with you though. Open enrollment is the early period in the fall when people can enroll in a health insurance plan for the next calendar year. However, there are some exceptions to open enrollment. Members of federally recognized tribes can enroll in the marketplace any time throughout the year. Your coverage will generally start the first of the month if you enroll by the 15th of each month. This is called a special enrollment period for American Indians and Alaska Natives. However, you are encouraged to enroll during the open enrollment period to ensure your family members who are non-tribal members are covered for the year. American Indians and Alaska Natives can apply for coverage through their state Medicaid or Children's Health Insurance Program at any time throughout the year. For Medicaid and CHIP coverage, you can enroll all year round. Remember, you can enroll in Medicare or Medicaid by visiting the program websites at medicare.gov or medicaid.gov. You can also go into your healthcare facility and speak to a patient benefits coordinator or an enrollment assister, and they're gonna help you understand your health coverage options and eligibility for these programs. If you don't qualify for Medicare or Medicaid, you may want to enroll in private health insurance through the marketplace. You can find more information and enroll at www.healthcare.gov. Thank you listeners for tuning in to this episode of the Hope and Healing podcast. Hope and Healing is produced by the National Indian Health Board and Native News Online with funding support from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Chi thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time.